0: what's going on Bulls fans welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related on today's episode we'll talk about DeMar DeRozan's ranking in the NBA uh top 25 small fours we'll also talk about ESPN predicting the Chicago Bulls to finish eighth and why a lot of these media outlets are really going to eat their words when it comes to the Chicago Bulls this season we'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, so we've been going over these rankings as they've been released, and so uh, Hoop Type did release their top 25 small forward rankings with DeMar DeRozan ranking eighth on that list. This list is an interesting list overall. When you look at like Who's left out? Who's left on? Who, because of injuries, is still kind of hot? Like, it's just a weird list. We're going to go over it real quick. Number one, they had Jason Tatum, which I know Jason Tatum had a great season last season, especially late, came on. They got to the finals. But are you really putting Jason Tatum as the best small forward in the NBA? Number two, Kevin Durant. Number three, LeBron James. I'm sorry, number three, Kawhi Leonard, number four, LeBron James. Then we got Jimmy Butler coming in at number five, Paul George at number six, Brandon Ingram at number seven, DeMar DeRozan at number eight, uh, Chris Middleton at number nine, uh, Mikael Bridges at number 10, and then you know and- and- uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, O.J. Ananobi, uh, Michael Porter Jr., uh, R.J. Barrett, and then you got Keldon Johnson from San Antonio right, rounding out the top 15 there. What's interesting enough is that Franz Wagner, who was uh, drafted with the Chicago Bulls pick, is ranked as the number 16th overall small forward in the NBA after one season. One season. Just interesting. Interesting list there. But with that being said, there's a steep fall off after around number 10. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it's just an interesting list. Now, DeMar DeRozan ranking number eight here. Like, do I agree? Do I disagree? Um, it's There's some conversation that if you would flip him and um, – Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram, who did have a worse uh, defensive rating last season uh, than DeMar DeRozan as well as like just his stats overall were not as good as DeMar DeRozan's on any level. I mean, it, it, that's why it's always lists like this are interesting because like, are they basing it just off last season? Are they basing it off projections on how much they think they're going to do better this season? Things like that, because, yeah, Brandon Ingram's considerably younger. You can predict that if he's going to take a leap, but then you have players who haven't played in over a season on this list and towards the top of this list. So it's just an interesting list um, to kind of make sense of. But for the most part, all these lists, all these rankings are really just to generate clicks, is to generate uh, uh, interest, is to generate conversation. And, you know, if you get people started talking, you know, it it, it brings in traffic. That's why a lot of these websites do list, especially around this time of the season, which is usually the dead zone of the NBA offseason. So a lot of that, it makes sense in 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 that regard, in, in that way. But, you know, where, where do, I, do I think DeMar DeRozan is a top, the way that I look at it, is DeMar DeRozan a top 10 small forward in the NBA? Absolutely. The conversation, do you think DeMar DeRozan is a top five small forward in the NBA? And that's where the, the conversation gets a little bit more interesting, right? Because looking at, at, at the list, like, let's, let's talk about it. Um, Jason Tatum, I don't think deserves to be number one. I would put Kevin Durant at number one. Then probably LeBron at number three. Then, I, then I'd go Jason Tatum. Um, well, then I'd probably go Jimmy Butler. And then... If he's healthy, I can see Kawhi Leonard uh, going going in that spot. But again, Kawhi missing so much time, it's kind of hard for me to put him there. Um, then you get into the Jason Tatum's, then you get into the uh, the Paul Georges things like that. But I do think that Demar Rosen, no matter how big of a fan you are, how big of a homer uh, we can be as Bulls fans, I don't think Demar Rosen is a top five small forward in the NBA I, because because of the defense specifically, right? Do I think he is? He definitely deserves to go in the top ten. Absolutely. Do I think he's get, he's going to have a huge impact? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to have another season in which he could garner some MVP votes? Absolutely. But if we're talk if we're talking about overall, right? If you're talking about overall projections, what you think they can be? No. Now, if we're talking about just impact last season, absolutely. DeMar DeRozan was a top five small forward last season, and the way they was able to impact the game, the way they was able to to come up clutch in big moments and apparently he's been coming up clutch he's been the most clutch player in the NBA since 2012 when you bring in all those things though yes last season DeMar DeRozan was absolutely a top five small forward in the NBA period there's no to me there's no question for it when you look at the fact him and Vooch were the most healthy Chicago Bulls for the for the majority of the season Zach Levine even you know missed missed some games but then even when he was in games towards the half of the season was not not healthy. DeMar DeRozan, the way that he impacted, the way that he carried the Chicago Bulls at times, he absolutely was a top five at his position last season, period. I don't think there's much of an argument for that. Now, one could go on to say, was well, he continue to be that in the playoffs? And I understand that part of the conversation. One of the things is always going to be surrounding DeMar DeRozan until he actually does it is, how can he continue to keep up his performance in the playoffs when it matters the most? But with that being said, if we're talking about regular season, that DeMar DeRozan was absolutely, to me, a top five at his position in the NBA overall last season. The best player in fourth quarter, he was, what, top 10 in the NBA in score? All those things. Yes, there's even an argument to go on for just last season, regular season, that he belongs in the top 10 overall, right? There's a conversation for that. Ninth in MVP voting alone kind of secures that. So, you know these lists are for what they are. Like, look at them for what they what what they are, and take them in for what they are. It it, it kind of is, and it, it, there's there's not even they're, they're not even consistent within their own list. Make they're, they're just not with the with the criteria things like that. But it, it brings an interesting thing to talk about, and to talk about that as we're talking about lists. ESPN has predicted the Bulls to finish eighth in the Eastern Conference with only 44 wins, 44 and 38 is how they predicted their win total to finish. And to this, I say this. A team that got forty six wins last season, dealing with COVID, dealing with injuries. Uh, Lonzo Ball played thirty five games. Patrick Williams played seventeen games last season. Like you get that amount of games for two people who are meant to be your starters and meant to be kind of the defensive anchors in a lot of way on that starting lineup that was very offensive. Head and all I can say to this, like, and I know people like, and I've said it before. I've, I've been very vocal on it. Yeah, Atlanta got better, but they have Atlanta didn't get better than a fully healthy Chicago Bulls team. And as we hear more and more, like people in Lonzo's camp, they think Lonzo's going to be ready by the season opener. And they didn't say preseason opener, but season opener. I'm telling you what, right now, and this may be the moment where some people tune out because they're saying, hey, Hayes is being the utmost. He's seeing red right now. He's being a Bulls fan. But I'm telling you right now, and take my words for this the national media, these pundits, these analysts, these some of the other teams in the NBA. Be prepared to eat your words for a fully healthy Chicago Bulls team. Just be prepared to eat those words. You got Zach Levine coming in motivated he has his deal he's locked in you got DeMar DeRozan you got Nikola Vucevic in a contract season if he's not extended and I do think that Nikola Vucevic is going to be utilized and play a lot better in his role at the third this season you got Patrick Williams who's poised and maybe ready to take a leap you got Io Sumu who's ready we brought in one of the best de- defensive players in the NBA per statistics and Andre Drummond coming off the bench all I'm saying is this I'm not saying the Chicago Bulls are going to be the best team in the East because not the Eastern Conference. It got it got better at, at certain spots. At some some teams stayed the same. If Kevin Durant goes to Boston, if Donovan Mitchell, which plug to the members-only video, I talked about uh Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell, if they both come to the Eastern Conference, with Kevin Durant's already in it, but you know, if he's traded to another Eastern Conference team, will the Chicago Bulls regret not doing more in this offseason? That's a members-only video, so make sure you tune in for that. You got to become a member of the channel for that. But with all the improvements, all the potential improvements, all the rumor deals. I'm still telling you what right now. No, I'm not saying that the the Chicago Bulls are going to be number one in the Eastern Conference to lead most of the season like they were last year. But you got to be prepared. In a scrappy Eastern Conference, a tough Eastern Conference, this Chicago Bulls team, as much doubt is around, Chicago Bulls fans is as much doubt is around, the media is as much doubt is around. Be prepared to eat those words. I said it last season. All those bullet points you were giving the Chicago Bulls, all those chips you were giving on the Chicago Bulls' shoulder, even last season. At one point, uh, Zach Levine going over to Stephen A. Smith and said, "I know you want, I know you want us to win, a lose tonight, but it's not going to happen." Keep in mind, this team is still that team. This team is still that team. Now that even after getting eliminated in the first round, they hear it. They hear the, the doubt. They see the talk. They hear the fans wondering what the Chicago Bulls are going to do. Listen. You guys know I'm very passionate when it comes to my teams. I'm Bears fans, Bulls fans, Chicago Sky, uh, Cubs, White Sox more than Cubs. But I'm very passionate when it comes to my team. And I try to be very realistic and objective at times with this. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not giving a win prediction. I'm not giving a win total. We'll talk about that as we get close to the season, as we see how this team comes, and as we see who's going to be healthy. But prepare to eat. A lot of those words that you guys are spewing in the media. Prepare to see a lot of Petty Roosevelt coming after people in the media as well who say dumbass things. I'm telling you guys, listen, I feel very good about this team. I feel very good about their chances. I feel very good about how they're going to play in the regular season. A lot of questions do surround what they can do in the playoffs, and I understand that. But you got a team with a starting lineup of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMarta Rosen, Patrick Williams, Nikola Vucevic. Coming off the bench, I would assume, with Alice Caruso, uh, Kobe White. It, Kobe White, regardless, like with his ability to score, you, you still got the, uh, uh, Andre Drummond, Gordon Drogic now, who's, who's a more solid veteran piece off that bench. Dalen Terry, the young, h- hungry rookie, Dalen Terry. Marco Samanovich, if he can come on, his 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 offensive skill set can bring bring a big boost for the Bulls bench and a bench that was ranked 29th in scoring last season. If this bench improves as much as it, as it does and we can stay healthy, a fully healthy Chicago Bulls team is going to be a team to be reckoned with. And for all these analysts, all these people, all the fans, the fans that that want to ask if the Bulls are even going to make the playoffs, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now. Be prepared to eat those words when it comes to my Chicago Bulls next season. It's going to be a fun season. It's going to get up and down. We're getting closer and closer to training camp. The schedule is going to be released here probably in the next week, week and a half. It's going to be a fun time to be a Chicago Bulls fan. And Bulls are probably going to have a lot of nationally televised games next season as well. So just be prepared. Be prepared to eat some words, to eat some crow when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. Now, looking at the outlook of it, the Bulls health, probably the biggest question right now for for the team. I know some people like uh, rim protection and things like that, but health, Zach Levine has already assured fans he's going to be healthy and ready to start the season. We're getting more and more positive news about Lonzo Ball. Even if he's not necessarily ready to go by the start of the season, hopefully he's fully ready to go. And the key thing is, as a caller left a voicemail on, it's being ready at the end of the season. Having a fully healthy Bulls team at the end of the season. Like I said, I'm telling you guys right now, I am confident in my team. So, while ESPN did predict the Bulls to finish 8th with a record of 44-38, I want to hear from you guys down below. How many wins do you think the Chicago Bulls get next season, as things stand right now? And let's let's go ahead and start let's go ahead and start that conversation. Let's have fun with it. And who do you think what what bull do you think has the most has the most shocking season positively next season? Do you think Nikola Vucevic has a bounce back year in which he shoots again? Nikola Vucevic's averages are fine. We need to see better shooting percentages. Take a vet, better advantage of it. Do you think Patrick Williams takes the leap? That's something we've already talked about. I O Patrick Williams. Who's going to take that leap? Hopefully. It's both of them. But then with that being said, before we go today, one of the biggest things that that are out there still for the Chicago Bulls um is coming up is the contract of Iodesumu. And that's that is something that I know we haven't we, we're not really talking a lot about, right? Because it's so far removed. But I think sometimes we do forget that Iodesumu is up. He's going to have to get a new contract at the end of the season. And so I want to ask this, like, what what is going, what what do you guys think is going to be Io DeSumo's contract? Right now, he's on a, a little over $1.2 million uh, per season for Io Sumu. When you're looking at some of the other players, right, and I'm trying to be fair with this, because he's shown, because they're going to be paying some off potential as well, I'm looking at at other point guard contracts in the NBA and where this Io DeSumo extension could go because, as I've said before, the Chicago Bulls could have $20 million in cap space. I don't think they're going to have that now. When you hear about them trying to extend Nikola Vucevic, that means that they're not worried about that cap space next season. But so I'm looking at other players around Io his his, his his output level. We'll see if that increases this season. But you're looking at some of the reserve point guards in the league Pat Mil- Patty Mills, $6.6 million per year. Again, more. Tenured, and that's what's so difficult about this IO contract extension to gauge, right? Is because a lot of players, by the time they're at this point, they've been in the league three, four years, you have more data, they're really going to be doing this based off two seasons. Maxi, but still, still Maxi, still on his rookie contract, three million per year. Patrick Beverly's 13 million per year, another backup, backup point guard. Uh, Delon Wright, eight million dollars per year. Tyrese Halliburton, again, still on his rookie scale deal, but 4.4 million dollars per year. Kimba Walker, eight. $6.9 .9 million dollars a year. Ricky Rubio is at 6.1 million dollars a year. Maybe a good player to gauge this off of, maybe is Cameron Payne. Cameron Payne is 26 years old, which is wow, Payne is still that young. That's crazy. I did not realize Payne was still only 26 years old. But shout out to Payne for getting those checks. His contract is 6.3 million dollars per year. Now, he was a player that had to go had to go away, had to come back. But do you, what do you think that money's going to look like for Iyo Desumo? I'm right now predicting that the Bulls if he gives this and I'm judging this if he gives the same basically he gave last year with more consistency, maybe an uptick in the defensive intensity and and confidence in shooting, I think Iyo is going to get anywhere between a 4 million to 7 million dollar a year contract. Let me know if you guys think I'm completely off on that one. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen with Io DeSumo. That's the one thing that we haven't really talked about a lot in this season, in this offseason so far, is the pending extension from Io. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit today because he is poised. And, you know, I I would have to see what the scale is because I I don't, honestly don't think there is a scale for a a second-round draft pick that was only given the two-year deal. Yeah, his qualifying offer, I think his qualifying offer is going to be around 6, Six million dollars per year but of course if they work out a more long-term contract it'll, it'll probably be you know start off a little bit less than that but be more on the back end but i'm gonna say this right now that iota for the chicago bulls this offseason re-signs on a three-year deal with a player option in the fourth year for a deal that averages about seven million dollars per year let me know what you guys think about that one let me know if you think i'm off you think i'm too high if you think, think i'm too low let me know that down below but that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. You guys know I love you and appreciate you so much. Thank you for being the best part of Chicago Bulls Central. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and our voicemail a sound off on any topics you hear today or anything going on with the NBA or the Chicago Bulls, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all.